Hello, welcome back to Two Pals on a Pod, episode 50. This is a very special episode. This week we're going to be talking about how famous I've just become. This is my, it's my what? white glove. It's, it's branding. <laughs> is that meant to be Jackson-esque or what? I thought it's, it's you've been dyeing your hair or something. <laughs> what's going on? It's what celebrities do. They have a little thing, don't they? Some of them wear white gloves. I've got see-through gloves, near enough. But I am now a celebrity, officially, all over the place. Uh, this is a well-known fact. The most famous man in Britain, probably... I don't know, I've not looked it up, but probably. And uh, we're going to be talking through the absolute mess that the last week has been, really. I mean, it has been a mess. It's been a very messy week for me. It's been a bit all over the place. It's been chaotic. How's your week been? My week has been very, very tranquil, shall we say. I haven't been up to much, but it's been nice to have been, I would say, out of the eye of the storm, but looking mm. into the eye of the storm, the whirlwind that your life has been across the uh, the past week or so as every media outlet in the UK and beyond, I think Ecuador's largest newspaper wanted a piece of you. The Philippines, Brazil, they're mm. all over you. Greece, you've been in Greece as well, haven't you? Which France, I do find it funny Kenya. seeing a picture of you alongside Greek kind of headlines going on, being like, what is, like, what is, what is the world? Has he murdered somebody? Why is, he, yeah. <laughs> is this a tourist or something? <laughs> Some kind of rampage in Iron Apple or something like that. Like, what's going on? It's been quite a week, hasn't it, for you? Yeah, it's been a very unusual week for sure. It all sort of kicks off whilst I was abroad as well. So it's been a little bit, it hasn't really sort of hit home, to be honest with you, because I've been like quite distant from it. I was yeah. just getting it through secondhand on my phone. So I, it's, it's actually been quite nice that way, because I don't know how I'd have coped with, you know, watching this morning and seeing my face pop up live. Was, I thought it was, yeah. it was so epic the way that uh, when it all started kicking off. When What, what day was it last week when it, when it, when it, when it all started? There was a particular day where everybody was asking you, you know, these questions, your, your, your people, shall we say, were putting it out there and you were still in Rome and you sent me a message and you were like, oh, I'll just sort it out, sort it all out when I get back in the UK. And I thought, well, that's, isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? <laughs> yeah, my, my people are sorting it now. I'm, I'm abroad, but when I'm back in the UK, I'll get it sorted type of thing. But, like, what the fuck? But yeah, it's been absolutely <laughs> crazy because I have like, so I've been, I've got like an agency that's been managing the story basically um, because they're the ones that distribute it to all the different uh, newspapers around. And so they've been very much handling everything for yeah. me, which has been helpful because it has been a nightmare uh, having some emails coming through. I mean, even not going to the pe- the agency as well. I've had virtually every radio station in the country, it feels like, <laughs> trying to get two minutes or five minutes, whatever. But this is the thing, when you sign like an exclusive deal, you can't yeah. go on every station, nor would I want to. I've got no interest in going every wow. station. It's a pain in the ass. Uh, so I just wanted to do like one or two different things. But it's been a pretty crazy one. Yeah, I mean, I think it started on maybe like Tuesday or Wednesday. And yeah. I got like the first sort of whiff of something happening was, I think, first of all, I got a phone call. I got pretty lucky because I got a phone call from this agency saying they were interested in the story. And the way that it works is they get you on the phone and are like, right, let's get the quotes for them for this story. You send us the pictures, you sign the contract that you're exclusively with us. And then we'll just push it out to all the news, um, like all the news networks, yes, around the country, both national and local. And so I was on a phone call in Rome to this woman and she was asking me like loads of questions about the story. And then she writes up the story and basically just clicks send. But the, the weird thing is I'd sent it to all these news organizations three days earlier, four days mm-hmm. earlier, that, yeah. but they'd not bothered responding or taking any yeah. interest in it. It was only when the agency did it that it just seemed to pick up. And I think Daily Mail were the first ones to like pick it up. That was where I, I first saw it in the Daily Mail on that Tuesday afternoon and Obviously, I think for the unacquainted, we should, you know, as if, if if there's anybody out there that hasn't seen, has managed to avoid this story, even though it's been in 
every tabloid newspaper going in the UK, BBC Breakfast, this morning. Good morning, Britain. We're sniffing around for a bit. You have what did you rent out a billboard? Are you given a billboard? Obtained. Obtained a billboard. <laughs> you, you've had the media training, I can tell. <laughs> you obtained a billboard besides the M621, which as I understand is a motorway that goes goes through Leeds, around the outside of Leeds. Yeah, like I think so, like around the outside of Leeds. Yeah. But it's a motorway is what you know is what we need to kind of mm-hmm. outline there. And there is a billboard with your face on it intermittently by the side of this motorway with the caption that reads, was it read date me, isn't it? Date, date me. me and an arrow just in case, in case you didn't know that that's yeah. who you're going to be dating. And there's a picture of you on there in a suit holding a bunch of roses. And then mm-hmm. there's an email address. So you're advertising yourself for dates, basically. So if you've, yeah. if you've managed to miss this news story, that's what's gone on. But the, the kind of ensuing media circus that has followed it has been, it's been quite extraordinary, hasn't it? Because there are, there are, there have been people that have done this before and people that have seen your story and have gone, well, I did this, you know, last year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Get get better media people is what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, like, like like don't don't hate the player, hate the game type of thing. You know, mm, exactly. But people have gone mad for it. They've gone crazy for it, haven't they? The media. We'll start with the media and then go on to some of the responses because that's quite interesting as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, specifically, it has been pretty bizarre the way that it's that it's worked. I was like, like I said, the first one was the Daily Mail article that that came out, and I thought, to be honest with you, I just thought that would be the only one. Like, I don't, I don't know how this works. I've never done it before, yeah. so I just like oh, that. will probably be the only one. That's a pretty good one to get because it's one of the main ones in the UK. And like, there was just loads of comments going in, and surprisingly, a lot of the comments were really quite positive. Yeah, they I was were. quite surprised. <laughs> I mean, if I were to be in your position of having some kind of story about myself in the newspaper, I wouldn't read the, the comments personally no. because mm-hmm. there are always a few that are a bit iffy, maybe. And I do, as an interesting fact, I had a mate that went on the chase, the, the quiz show on ITV, and they tell you in the contract, they give you a bit of advice while you're signing the contract to go on there and going through the interview process or whatever. And they say, if you are successful in going on the show, don't go on Twitter while your episode is airing because people sit at home, hashtag the chase, and basically just slag people off into, into oblivion. And to be fair, she went on there and she was wearing, and it looked like a like a Victorian maid's outfit that she's wearing. It's quite posh. And I just remember, because obviously I'm looking at the comments while her episode is airing. <laughs> oh. Sending them on to her. She's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. She, oh, she seems nice, but she looks as if she would give you a hand job wearing a glove, like a, <laughs> like, a, like a satin glove or something. Yeah, exactly. Like a satin glove, basically saying she looked like a Victorian prostitute or something like that. So people in general, <laughs> people in general are horrible, especially when they're sat behind a screen. And as far, as far as I can see with the Daily Mail, nobody has profile pictures on their little comment sections. You can make up a username. I think Brexit Basher 69 was like you know made a Brexit comment on Patriot. Your, that's the one made a, made a made a comment didn't he on your, uh, mm-hmm. on your from uh, Thailand yeah from back Thailand. from Thailand what he's doing out there that wasn't particularly nice but obviously when you put yourself in a position that you have you kind of got to take the rough with the smooth and you not kind of lose perspective oh yeah I mean I I find it funny I mean I went straight to the comments for a laugh to be honest that's why I went there was expecting like loads of horrific comments and at least 95 percent if not more if not 99 percent were positive and I just couldn't yeah, believe yeah. that. I couldn't believe that like, people were quite supportive. People were saying, oh, I'm surprised he's quite a nice looking lad. Yeah. I've never heard any of these compliments in my entire life before. So it was actually <laughs> quite unusual to see them. Um, so that was quite surprising. But like I say, it then began the snowball effect of like, 
the next day, I think it was the sun, then the mirror, and then it just kept on going and going and going for at least a couple of days. New articles just being pumped out around the country and around the world. I think it's been on like six different continents now. Out of the set, it's only only continent that's not been on is Antarctica, which is pretty yet. mad. Yet, yet. Although I don't yes. think there's any ladies out there looking to date you, but maybe I do feel though a lot of reading the articles and the comments, particularly the bad comments. Actually, I think you've played a blinder. Because <laughs> just adjust the glove there, just adjust the glove. I'm trying to take it off. You're getting a bit sweaty in there. Imagine he's getting a bit sweaty. A bit clammy. He's a lovely guy that's good on the billboard, but he's got a sweaty left hand. <laughs> uh, but no, a lot reading a lot of the articles, in fact, all the articles and the nasty comments in particular, people have missed the point completely, but it plays right into your hands because these people that are writing the articles and the bad comments think you're being serious and that mm-hmm. you're actually like, okay, it's true, you've never been on a date. But they think that your serious only option is putting a billboard out there. You know, this is the last resort. Like Tinder is absolutely nothing. I go to a club, absolutely nothing type of thing. So now I'm putting a billboard out there. And that's kind of like desperate kind of attempt, last ditch attempt to secure a date, which is not necessarily true, is it really? No. But I mean, this it's... is the angle they go for. And this yeah. is what, when people type a nasty comment, like no word or whatever, blah, 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 they're thinking that you're, you're kind of being... 100% serious. In exactly. The and, I, and I've partly sort of played the media at their own game a little bit here because I've deliberately fed them the story in this way. And it's yeah. been, and they've then sculpted it in this way as well. And they sculpt it however they want it from that point. But obviously, I'm coming at it from an angle of, I'm desperate to go on a date. I've never been on a date before. <laughs> I've, gone, I've decided to get a big billboard and, and it's just not accurate. But it doesn't, it doesn't matter to the media. The media don't care about no. accuracy. It's about a story. It's about an easy-to-digest story. It gets people laughing or it's heartwarming or whatever word you want to use. And it's really not at all about sort of an accurate portrayal of the situation, which is, I'm a YouTuber. I make YouTube videos. I'm doing something a little bit silly, a little bit out there. Yes, okay, the backstory's somewhat true. Looking for, uh, not necessarily looking for a date, never been on a date. Yeah. Wouldn't mind going on a date, but I'm not desperately looking for love or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but obviously that's not quite is easy to get across in a pithy sort of headline is it no and also it just wouldn't people it wouldn't retain people's interest if you were mm-hmm. like well you know i've got with people before and i can go to a club and kind of you know pull and you know, a bit of a bit of success on tinder and you know i've been seeing this girl before but you know we never went on a date like that people just aren't going to be interested in that what they want is to, to this kind of read a, read a story and to see this kind of guy that Oh, he must be lonely, you know. He must do he must be really, really unsuccessful. A in loser, dating, probably you know? a nerd. Yeah, Let's probably, try and put across this idea. You know, he likes to play the video games in his spare time, probably living out of his mum's basement. It's kind of the the extremities in media sell, especially in tabloid journalism. Like mm-hmm. that's all they're looking for. That quick, snappy headline and that story that a 12-year-old could comprehend. You know, there's no nuances to it at all. So I say kudos to to you, because obviously you probably knew that that would sell better than if you said. You get you gave a more nuanced account. This I is suppose. for a YouTube video. This is just yeah, a bit it just of fun. If, I, if of... I'd gone in with that, then no one's interested. No. So I mean, kudos to you for that because at the end of the day, they they probably wouldn't mind either. Mm. Like they know what sells, they know what doesn't sell. So it's, it's transactional at the end of the day. It's transactional. You know, I'm giving them a story which is going to do them some favors, and in return, they're doing me favors by pushing out to loads of people. I makes mean... my video better. You even made it into the print versions of what was it, like three three tabloids, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Like you weren't just like a, an online kind of story. There are physical copies with your face in the uh, I think was it the Sun, the Mirror, and the Mail. Yeah, those three all printed on the same day. Yeah, 
And then obviously we had, we were treated to on BBC Breakfast, they were holding up a clipping from the article going, Ed Chapman, 23 from Leeds. <laughs> of, all, of all the ones that they could pick, I just wonder why they went with that one specifically, because obviously they did on, on this morning as well, they, they picked that one out of the papers, and I wonder what it was that made them choose that, uh, because yeah. obviously there's loads of stories in newspapers, and mine was in probably, I think, page 20, 23, 25, somewhere around there. So it wasn't like it was a main headline. I know they do the softer stories, but I wonder what made them choose that one specifically. I know it's like a nice sort of story, I guess, a little bit heartwarming or funny or whatever, yeah. um, but I wonder why that one and not like another another one it made me laugh because obviously with with you being on this morning it was obviously philip and holly wasn't it, who were reading out or whatever holly seems to be a fan of you i'm not gonna lie she thought it was adorable <laughs> philip i don't want to speak for philip i don't i don't know what's going on in his mind and i don't want to know what goes on in that man's <laughs> that man's mind but it's how they they read the story out and it's as if they know you so they're referring to you as ed oh you know we hope you get a date ed doesn't it well you know hope you're successful ed. but ed seems so sweet doesn't it so for me to sit there and watch those clips of somebody that knows you and has known you for ages i'm like that's Holly Willoughby talking about Ed, but talking about in some kind of con like convivial manner, like yeah. oh, Ed, classic like, oh, Ed or whatever. It's weirdly pally, isn't it? I mean, I've got yeah. it. In, I've started doing the editing for the video now. I'm sort of I'm a decent chunk of the way through it, and I do have the clips lined up of um, let's talk about Ed this morning, Ed Chapman this morning, yeah. and let's say hello to Ed Chapman this morning, and then this morning say oh, this story is about Ed Chapman, and it's like it's, it's they say my name as if it's a known name. If, you know, <laughs> no, they say, oh, like Ricky Gervais, like, you know, yeah. obviously they say the full name, right? And it's just weird how they're sort of addressing me. I was expecting it to be a man from Leeds as yeah. put a billboard up. Or, a you virgin, know, like a that. virgin from the creek, <laughs> a computer nerd from Leeds. Like a nerd, a big geeky way, nerd. Because you sent me the clip, so you've obviously seen it. But on this morning, there's kind of like four of them sat around a table. Mm -hmm. And there's obviously Philip and Holly, and then there's obviously a guy and a woman I don't know. But the way that the guy replies to that story is so funny because you can tell he's really drank the Kool-Aid with it. He's like, well, you know, if you're not having success on these dating apps, it's a very modern way of dating. And, you know, it's not it's not for everybody. And I really respect the way he's gone out of his way to, you know, I'm like, come it's on. confidence. Like, shows yeah. confidence. Yeah, as if he's acting like some armchair psychologist that is 100% kind of taking the bait with the story. I find that really, really, but really But that's what funny. they all have to do, though. They all buy into it. Like you say, they do. They drink the Kool-Aid. And yeah. Holly and, and Phil are exactly the same because the next story was, I found uh, Elvis at the bottom of my ketchup tub at McDonald's. <laughs> and I'm like, they're all... Imagine sitting around having that conversation. You're on TV. You're, you're middle-aged. And this is your job to do that. <laughs> Fair enough, as a kid, maybe, or as a young adult, you do sort of like these little stories or whatever. But like when you're that age, that's the story you're talking about. You would, you would have to think like when the cameras stop rolling, do they ever just like pull a face and go, what the fuck, Elvis in the bottom of like ketchup? Like, why were like, we reporting on this? Like, yeah. you, I, I think your story is at least funny, but I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know whether somebody just wanted, you know, a payday from a newspaper and was like, well, there's some ketchup. Kind of looks like hell, but you know, I saw Jesus in my toast or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, they had a whole bit though. They got people, they've got viewers to send in theirs as well. So they obviously <laughs> asked on social media, and it was like Shrek in someone's curry. It was like, it was ridiculous. Could you see Shrek in there? Could you? Yeah, he actually it, did. It, to oh, be well, fair, it was pretty impressive. Well, that's fair, fair enough. I, I must tune into this morning more often than I do. It is real, like, fluff TV, isn't it? it like, is. if, I, if I ever were to tune in and just, you know, I probably just because I wanted something on the background when I did some work, and it's, it is genuinely a ridiculous uh, show. I find I find it all so so depressing, like morning TV. I just yeah. It's so depressing. This is, this is the, like this morning has always been a fluffy kind of warm kind of show. But you mm. were you were in in cahoots with Good Morning Britain, which is a serious news show as far as I've ever seen. Like they report on proper news. If they if you went on there 
and they were talking about Ukraine and Crimea and what's going on over there at the minute. And then they had to segue from that to you. I don't know how they do it, but they're not paying Susanna Reid enough if she ever has to do that because they were talking to you about going on, right? Well, this is the thing. So there was three shows that wanted me to go on. So Good Morning Britain was like our number one. And then we had This Morning as number two and then number three, uh, Steph's Pat Lunch, which I'm still going on at the moment. But we were sort of doing it based on like the viewership kind of thing, which is, you know, who's yeah. going to be who's going to see the most. And so Good Morning Britain were like the, the sort of number one that were interested and they got in contact. This Morning got in contact. Talk TV got in contact. Um, wasn't Piers Morgan's show. It was somebody else yeah. I'd not heard of. Um, <laughs> GB News got in contact about me doing a call in with Lawrence Fox. I bet he would have ripped into you, wouldn't he? Because he I would was... have drank the Kool-Aid. Because there's a man, if you talk about extremes in the media, there's a man that plays up to it and takes the most extreme standpoint on a view just to rile some people up and then appeal to it like a core kind of demographic. He would have ripped the shit out of you, wouldn't he? Wouldn't he? Though? I don't know. I don't this thing. I'm not sure what angle he would have taken. I don't know whether he would have gone against women, sort of anti-women, sort of you know, oh, yeah, probably, women's actually, fault yeah. for not, you know, showing men enough interest, these kind of things. Yeah, I don't know what angle he would have taken. Misogynistic, I suppose, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. But it's weird that all these organizations were all sort of like vying for me. I had ITV calendar as well, um, which yeah. you know, they're like the local news local here in Yorkshire. Too. Um, they they were interested and I had to even get back to them. This is the thing you can't get back to everybody. It's like it's a nightmare when you've got all these radio stations coming in, radio leads, kiss radio, all these different ones. Heart. Hearts, yeah, they're, all of them. Like the, the second largest news station in the not news station, radio station news is putting it you know, a bit too far <laughs> second largest radio station in the uk and it was amanda holden as well amanda holden, holden. you questions about your billboard would have been <laughs> would have been epic wouldn't it but they all want exclusivity i suppose don't they and then some of them pull out because they've got another story that's usurped or whatever this it's kind of fluid isn't it this is the thing that this all the whole sort of news cycle is so quickly changeable that yeah. one second you're like everyone wants you and the next second it's like, oh no sorry we've got a different story now a more up-to-date story yeah. or a story that just fits the program that we're doing this day and so it is very changeable these sort of things so good morning britain dropped out this morning dropped out even though the researchers were really really keen and desperately trying to they're all like battling it out essentially for me and were saying <laughs> no we'll pay this much or you know that kind of thing we'll get you on on this day and they're all sort of battling out against each other for exclusivity and it is weird seeing sort of behind the scenes behind the curtain of the media <laughs> because you realize how just like a load of rubbish it all is how so in what in in what sense and the, the, the kind of angles that they try to take or the picture they kind of like try to paint or, or what yeah in, so in what the different sort of angles that they're trying to take like it's not necessarily about accuracy it's just about telling a story regardless of whether it's true or not it just needs to be easily digestible you need to know what, what it is straight away let's almost make it a caricature type thing Definitely, of yeah. this guy is this one way and this is this thing's happening it, mm. it's just about making really easy to digest stuff it's not about accuracy they don't care about details about facts let's just package it up in a nice sort of narrative and just spit it out to people because they'll absorb it and it's yeah. just it's giving me a real new insight into that side of things because you know it, everyone's vying for like the same people as well like the competition that's going on behind the scenes it's all really just very bizarre yeah just the whole thing is so weird can we talk about your date was it was it on Thursday Thursday night was it yeah it was Thursday, Thursday. night yeah because this is a particularly interesting one to me this is one of the, the offers if, that if I were to get and you've got Good Morning Britain this morning, BBC Britain, whatever, giving you offers, being like, come on the show. All the same kind of type of stuff. But this offer from the mail was a particularly interesting one because they wanted to take you out on a date, didn't they? So that, that would stand out to me as an offer from a media organisation. There's something a bit different. 
about that. Like I would be all over this because this is funny. Yeah, exactly. So I got they got in contact with me. I can't remember how they got in contact with me now, probably an email or a message through somebody. And um, they basically wanted to do like an, an exclusive story where they take me on my first date. It, it wasn't really. It was an interview over dinner, basically. But they were going to call it a first date for the sake of the piece. And I also had another... Um, Another newspaper asked me the same thing. It was Leeds, Leeds Live, I think, also wanted to do the same thing. But the Mail Online got him first. And basically, they set up a date at this restaurant in Leeds. Uh, the, the journalist came up from London. There was a photographer that came in, like a proper photographer, brought his own <laughs> lighting, massive camera, this huge lens. In the middle of a restaurant, by the way. Yeah. So they the haven't closed restaurant... the restaurant for you, have they? No, no. The... You're just this in the is... middle of the restaurant. <laughs> it's a really busy restaurant as well. I've never seen Leeds so busy on a Thursday night. Of course it was. <laughs> Of course it was. It's really packed. It's a fancy restaurant in Leeds, voted best restaurant in Leeds as well recently. Oh um, so like it was a really nice place. I turn up about five or six minutes late because the Ubers got stuck in traffic. <laughs> and so, I, I mean, I was going to be on time because I, I started walking and then it started raining and I thought, oh God, I'm going to have to get an Uber. And by the time the Uber came and got me there, I was five or six minutes late, which is a bit awkward. But I get there and we have some pictures taken outside of the restaurant. <laughs> and she's bought, brought along her own flowers to make it look like I've given her flowers. Oh, my God. This is I what I mean. That. That's this so is... convoluted. So what? So she stood there with the flowers and she yeah. gives them to you and goes, you know, For I'm going to say, I'm going to say you've given me these flowers in the article. Yeah. And you just have to stand there with them and then be like, so she's, hand them over. She's brought no along way. her own flowers. <laughs> she's brought along her own flowers and she's like, you hold them and, uh, and make it look as if you're giving me them outside the restaurant. Oh, and I'll take a picture God. of that. <laughs> oh my <laughs> this God. is what I mean. The media, it's all just nonsense. It's just nonsense. The whole That's stage, everything. shit, isn't it? Like, it's funny, though. It's funny. She's had to buy herself flowers. Not only that, though, she's had to come up on the train from London. They probably had to hire a photographer. On the train from London, two and a half hours up here, buy her own flowers, all for the sake of this story. She can claim those flowers back, luckily. But yeah, yeah, I think that. I think that she's not getting paid enough, is she? To be honest, whatever she's getting paid. Is not I mean, enough. this is this is like eight o'clock on a on a Thursday night as well. She's come up to the other side of the country. The effort to do this. I hope it. I hope it's worth it when she works her way up the kind of food chain and becomes political editor or whatever, and she's writing actual serious stories and she's not fanning around on dates or whatever. In, in, in Japanese restaurants in Leeds, it'll be worth it. But right now, it's probably a grand old slog for her. Like, was, did she, was she staying in a hotel in Leeds? Did she go back the same? No, night? she was. She had to go back, so she was getting the last train back. So there was only really a two-hour period. So she spent longer on the train than actually on the date. It's so depressing for her when she pulls into King's Cross back home at about one a.m. in the morning. She said, "I'm going to get back into my apartment about midnight." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god." But the thing is, in a way, is I get that obviously this is work. It is sort of work to her, and she's going to have to do an article, that kind of thing. She does also get a really nice free meal out of it as well, as I did, as the photographer did, um, because basically what happened was we had a few pictures outside the uh, restaurant. We then go inside and we go sit at the bar for a drink, so they can do some more pictures. Yeah. And that's like the main picture that they've got. I that's think the one they used, yeah on the article and then like we speak to the restaurant owner and it's very clear that we're getting the vip treatment basically tonight and they're very attentive is that the right word attentive yeah attentive attentive, attentive yeah, one of the yeah. two 
And so we get, and so he comes home and speaks to us, and it's clear that there was a contact. I think maybe the photographer knew the the owner of this restaurant, and that's how it was arranged. Because right. uh, obviously, you've got to bear in mind, this is quite last minute. This is organised within twenty four hours. All this, yeah. and they've got to find a booking at a restaurant. They've got to find someone that allows f- photography and that kind of thing. So it's very much a case of the photographer knew the restaurant owner, and it was loud. And so we get basically we have this restaurant owner say, you know, if you need anything just let us know and we'll we'll bring it to you and we get shown to our table eventually and this is the point where we have like a waiter who's clearly been told to be extra attentive with us show extra attention to us because he spends 15 minutes i'm not joking 15 minutes going through the menu that's quite (laughs) a long time to go through a menu and it's on like an ipad now we've all used the McDonald's self-service machine. We know how to use yeah. these machines, okay? And it's essentially just that on an iPad. You scroll right. through the menu, you click what you want, you click all. There's a fancy place, and we're going to have to go here, separate with no photographer. Well, yeah. thirty-eight pounds a head, you know, it's uh, well, all you can eat. Maybe we'll go maybe in, in a few years when I've secured, you know, <laughs> you a bit pay. more buns coming through the door than that, mate. You could, you could yeah, it's on me. So we, we sit down and what made me laugh is um, the photographer said, oh, I'm not I'm not having anything tonight. You know, I've got baked beans on toast um, afterwards. And uh, so I, I don't want anything. And um, But he, even though he said that, the waiter still put three people on like three set meals on the iPad. So he still charged for three, <laughs> even though we said he didn't want any. He ended up having, having some anyway, but... Um, then he basically just goes through this this menu, does um, the waiter for like 15 minutes and starts ordering like nine, 10 different things for us to try that he thinks we might like. And it oh. comes in on this big wooden boat, like all the sushi, like, and it's clear that they're not doing this for anybody else. Do you know what I mean? And so everyone, the restaurant's looking around us. They've looked around at us walking to the table with a photographer with massive lighting as it is. Yeah. So already we're making a bit of a scene, which isn't my thing. I'm not into that head down. You know, that kind of, that's, that's the sort of person on. I am. Sunglasses on, head down. Sunglasses on. No pictures, no pictures. Yeah. <laughs> um, so already it was out of my comfort zone a bit, even though I felt fairly comfortable. Um, it was still a little bit out of the comfort zone to have all eyes on you. And when they bring this big boat in and everyone's heads are turning and it's like, <laughs> it's so painful. They probably had to dust off the boat. Like they use it <laughs> once in a blue moon for very, very special guests. And they're like... Go, lads, dust off the wooden boat. We've got the Daily Mail in tonight. Well, this is the thing. This is the thing. The waiter said, I'll I'll let the chef know um, to make it look pretty because you're taking pictures. Right. I'll let the yeah. chef know to make it look pretty. And so that's presumably where the boat the came from. Effort. Yeah. And so when once that came out, then they start taking more pictures. And at one point, he wanted me to feed the journalist that I'm with because we're oh on a date. God. Oh my god! So there's one of me with like a, a fork with a bit of sushi like dangling into a mouth, and, and I was reluctant to do that one. That was me at my sort of edge. Yeah. But then for some reason, it being sushi just made it less cheesy. Like if that was spaghetti, I would definitely not have been doing it. Yeah. Because right. it was sushi, it was sort of a little bit less cheesy for some reason. More sophisticated. <laughs> weirdly, have that raw fish look. Have that raw fish. <laughs> and to be fair, it made it made her look a bit more weird than me because she was looking to the camera like. Yeah, (laughs) I hope that 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 picture's made it into the article, though, which is, as I understand it, behind a paywall. Yeah, it is. I've never seen it. It's only for uh, for premium Daily Mail subscribers only, which I think is hilarious. I'm not even sure I want to see it, to be honest. (laughs) Maybe this is what counts for cutting edge journalism. Because if you you have to pay to what to read this article, I think is quite amazing, which essentially will be a write-up of 
the date, which well, this sounds like it went well. It sounds like you and her hit it off, though, to be fair. Well, it, surely it, it, there was like this kind of implicit recognition from the both of you that this is a bit weird. Mm-hmm. It's you and her on a date, in, in inverted commas, photographer there snapping pictures. You two don't know each other. It's like the awkwardness on a first date times 100 because it's you're both kind of dumped there yourself and she's obviously there with a, a story to write mm-hmm. yeah i mean it was it was an unusual setting but i just treated it like a, an opportunity to have a, a laugh to be honest like i did i just thought because <laughs> fortunately the photographer i i had a sort of natural rapport with him he reminded me of, one of my friend's dads that i used to get on well with and he had a similar sort of accent he was from the leeds hull area i think originally and um, I had quite a good rapport with him. So I was like, oh, I'll bounce off him a little bit as well, just for a little bit of extra something. And um, yeah, anyway, she was obviously asking me questions and it was clear she was trying to sort of create a certain narrative, a certain story. Because <laughs> at one point I said, um, I used to have a gaming channel uh, a few years back. I used to make game videos when I was a kid, when I was a teenager. And uh, she was like, oh, so do you think that's why you've never been on a date then? Is it the, ga- is it the gaming? And I was like, no, no, it's no, no, I was sort of like a teenager there. It's not nothing to the game. And then she kept, like, she said it three times. She was kind of like, but do you think it might be the gaming though? Do you think it might be the computer games? Do you just think you've played them too? I'm like, no, no, no. I, I played them as a normal amount for a teenage boy. Okay. That's quite normal. It is know. the computer games, isn't it? Yes, it is the computer games. We need this angle for this article that you're a nerd. And you're I, a computer gaming, video gaming nerd. It is, I, the, it is the video games, isn't it? It is. And it gets worse than this as well. I'll get onto it in a second. But I, I kept on saying, I was like, no, no, it's nothing, nothing to do with that. And then at one point, because I, I wasn't, I'm not someone who's going to like crumble to the pressure. Like I was pretty comfortable to sort of stand my ground in like lots of different exchanges. Because again, I'm treating it like a bit of a laugh really. And uh, anyway, she like, at one point then we move on to a different topic and she's like, do you think the pandemic maybe had a, a sort of uh, a say in it? And I was like, I'd say more so the pandemic than gaming yeah you mentioned it again ears prick up again gaming so it's the (laughs) pandemic and the game yes now it's making sense to me now i was like well yeah my living situation was difficult i live quite a long way away from people in the middle of nowhere it was quite a difficult living situation so that probably did play play some sort of role Uh, i don't see like she's written about that in in the article from (laughs) what i can tell Uh, she's gone with the gaming side of things um but then once she'd asked me all these questions and we were probably sat and chatted for two hours, it was a nice evening, like genuinely a nice evening, had a great time. The sushi was brilliant. The food was great. Uh, we looked after, looked after really nicely. It was, lovely. Uh, it, it was a, a really nice night. And there was a, Did you go back for a second date? Oh. Well, let's not go that far. There was a point <laughs> where I thought, I'm going to turn the tables back on her here. Okay. <laughs> so obviously we've had like 30, 40 an hour, maybe something like that in terms of her asking me questions. And I've been trying to get little questions back here and there because I don't really want to sit there and just talk about myself. That's pretty boring. Yeah. If we're going to treat this as a date, then I want to at least ask you some questions back and uh, show it's interest. Not, it's not boring, is it? If you, you know, if, if, if you've got things to say about if yourself, you, you enjoy it. Not, you enjoy it's it. not boring, is it? But yeah, well, yeah, I get what you mean, though. Yeah. You, you enjoy it. Um, <laughs> so I thought I'm going to start asking her some questions because, again, let's try and make it a bit more like a date. I don't want it to be too interviewy. And um, so I start asking her, are, are you single then? Are you <laughs> like seeing anybody are you single and she was like yes i'm i'm single at the moment i was like oh good i was gonna say do, do you tell your boyfriend that you're on a date with someone tonight <laughs> um but no she was like no i'm single and so i was like so 
Why do you think that is then? Why do you <laughs> think you're so... <laughs> I really turned the tables on her. Honestly. Bravo. Really, <laughs> I really turned it on. I was like, so why do you think that is then? What did she and say? She went, well, I think it's probably because my work gets in the way a lot. And I do... You said through gritted teeth as she I was I do work there. a lot. And I was like, I can tell you're here at the other side of the country at eight o'clock at night. Yes, yeah. yes, you are working a lot. And then, and then I said, I know what we need to do. We need to get you a billboard, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get you on a billboard. And so I really, I really turned the tables on her. <laughs> this is what I, I mean. Laughed. I hope she laughed. I hope, I hope she, she did. Laughed. She laughed. She loved she it. Laughed. And you know why is... she's single, though? Do I it's gaming. know? Why? It's the gaming. <laughs> it's, it's the, the gaming. gaming. Imagine if I'd said it's, the gaming. It's the gaming, isn't it? <laughs> it's the gaming. It's the gaming. No, it's, you know, work gets in the way a bit. No, it's the well, gaming. Work. No, it's the gaming. It's, it's the gaming. The gaming. She That's loves crazy. Halo. She loves it. <laughs> she loves it. A bit of GTA, um, but yeah, I was. Um, I, I just thought I'd turn the tables on her. She laughed, obviously. I she she was enjoying it, enjoying herself. Uh, hopefully, anyway. And um, so I, I thought that was that was quite a nice sort of thing to do, just to sort of spice it up a little bit. Because again, you know, you don't want it to be two hours of just talking about yourself. Uh, so I thought let's let's try and learn a bit more about her. I was asking yeah. like, how did she first get the story? How does it work when you get a story? Do you get assigned a story or do you ask to have a story kind of thing? Interesting question as well, to be fair. Yeah, and I was genuinely curious. Again, I, I want to be curious about the person I'm speaking with. And so uh, she was like, well, I, I got assigned. Um, the, my editor came to me and said, can you take this guy on a date, please? And that's that essentially <laughs> how it works. So I think from what I can gather, maybe she's done this a few times before, perhaps, yeah. uh, with like lunches and stuff with, with other people. But I was just curious to see how it worked behind the scenes. Like, how does this work? Does she ask to do the interview or does it get assigned to her? And that's obviously how it works. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a very, it was an interesting uh, evening. It was certainly a new experience. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed myself. Yeah. It was one of them where... I knew I wasn't going to be nervous going into it because it's sort of like an awkward situation for both of you and therefore it sort of cancels it out kind of yeah. thing for me. I mean, big, big, big credit to them as well <clears throat> for taking such a different angle on that story. Or maybe not necessarily a different angle, but a different response to it. Where they, they've looked at the story and gone, let's get one of our people to take him on a date as opposed to let's have a five minute interview with him over the phone like they would on the radio or like they mm-hmm. like in the studio on this morning that's a genuinely funny kind of inventive way of facing that story and going well we could do something a bit different with that and it's kind of it's been funny I think for the both of you I don't think they thought it was meant to be funny for you I think they probably once again had you know drunk the kool-aid on that and gone like this guy must be really desperate like let's take one day it'd be funny to kind of paint him as this type of character or whatever and I bet she turned up and she's probably thinking oh my god like what is he gonna be like well this is the thing I do think that they were expecting a guy to turn off that was really nervous and like really sort of shy and like timid sort of oh god I don't know that kind of thing and obviously I turned up and just was myself and was pretty comfortable in myself ended up turning the tables on her and you know kind of deploying a lot of kind of humor in that scenario as well which is which is funny I'm interested to see how they've written it up though because obviously the Ed turned up and he was very confident and witty and charming type of storyline that, that kind of arc was obviously not what they were looking for and no. from as far as I can see as far as we can see by the headline where they label you what does she call you computer nerd loveless yes. love what is it love lawn love lawn computer nerd love lawn computer nerd Britain's which most love lawn computer Britain's nerd, most I think it was <laughs> something like that <laughs> that's ridiculous man so I don't think that they've done a 100% 
honest uh, write-up of that story. But then again, why should they have to? Why do we? Why should we be bound by honesty? I suppose. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It was never. It was always going to be a case of. Um, you know, let's let's try and find an angle here. And like I say, that she she asked me, you know, was I nervous like coming out tonight? Was I was I nervous? And I was just honest with her. No, no, I wasn't wasn't nervous to be honest with you. I was just a bit annoyed that the taxi was late. Like I wasn't <laughs> nervous about about meeting you. I was um, a nervous wreck. I haven't left my mum's basement in a week. <laughs> but obviously, that's not what they want to hear, is it? So I'm no. not quite sure what's what's going to be in the article. And another thing I wanted to bring up to you that I've not told you yet is after the after the day or coming towards the end of, of the interview she said um oh if i need any more bits um am i okay just to reach out to you afterwards and like, i'll just have a quick call or whatever and i was like yeah sure no problem just just get in touch anyway so the next day she sends me some messages and i think we have like a voice call as well and she starts asking me a little bit more probing questions than what she asked me on the night. Oh my god! And I was like, okay, so maybe she was supposed to ask these questions, but didn't feel comfortable doing it face to face. Face to face, like what was she asking you? So <clears throat> she now started to ask about my flat, like how much that cost, that oh kind my. of thing. And I was like, I'm not comfortable saying that publicly. I don't need to include that publicly. Uh, firstly, why though? What's the rationale? About She's trying to build up this picture of who I am, like trying to make me look desirable or ask the question, is he desirable? Is right. he not? And then the next thing was um, asking about my parents, like what did they do? What do they do for a living? Right. And I was like, well, why do you need to know that? And yeah. she said, I know this sounds bad, but we're trying to establish whether you're working class or middle class. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus Christ, this is mental. And I was like, this is mad. <laughs> yeah, it was honestly, it was crazy. I'm like, I'm like okay, what? yeah. And I was like, what's the relevance of that? Like, why well, does that need to be brought into things? That's what, that's what I'm sat here thinking. They Because I think what they do, you give these people a little piece of information. So if you were to say, my parents do this and this, and to give off... A slight impression that you might be a little bit working class, they would run with it in the story and once again caricature you into something that you're that you're not basically. So if you mm -hmm. were working class, they would run with that to the extremes of it, probably, wouldn't they? Yeah, that's exactly. What she that's, was looking for like a little bit of information that she can blow up into this big kind of narrative. And also, I imagine because she's from down south and has lived there uh, all the time, and there is some, some people down south do have this idea of northern people all just being working class. So I think perhaps yeah. that might have been the assumption as well, that, you know, that was the case. And so let's try and come it, come it from that angle or, you know, whatever, however she wants to try and portray it. But I think it was just really interesting that that was the question that was asked. And that was the reason for it. Because I asked why. Like I said, I'm not afraid to like put my foot no. down and, and just be like straight with her. And so she was, she just, yeah, you could tell that she sort of didn't like the fact that she was sort of having to explain it, but did. Um, at least there's like a, a recognition that, it's, that yeah. it's bad to ask that. But it yeah. didn't stop her anyway from asking it. So. No, exactly. That's exactly terrible. So. They so do just, just want to build up some kind of narrative, don't they? Yeah. And then she started asking me about what my relationship with my parents was like. Oh. And she was trying to then establish, and she was basically trying to spoon feed me answers here. She was like, are you one of those guys that's, I can't remember the term she used. It wasn't but, incel, was it? No, not incel. It was a name for guys who are too close to their mums. Oh, I can't, no. I can't remember the term. There's a term for it, but anyway. It's like was, a mummy's boy, basically. Like yeah, incel. there was like a more sort of fancy name for it, I think. Um, but there was, there was anyway, she said, are, are you this? And I was like, what is that? What do you mean? And she was like, 
men are basically have too much of a close relationship with their mums that they don't uh, speak to women or don't you know go on dates with women and I was like you're really trying to paint me out as someone who's like never spoke to a woman before aren't right? you like an absolute loser or something and she was asking I ever kissed a girl before and these kind of things on the date and I was like I know I've never been on a date before but like come on I know there will be people out there who are 23 and haven't or whatever but yeah I, I know you're trying to go to the extremes here because obviously that's what's going to get the clicks or whatever, but it's it like really sort of shone a light on the way that this operation works behind the scenes. They've heard never being on a date and they've seen you do the billboard and they're like, they've made very explicit assumptions about what they then would think of you. But it's hilarious though, because you don't conform to those assumptions. But what makes it doubly funny is the fact that, and now once again, I'm only judging from the headline because obviously behind a paywall this is the thing they've ran with that narrative anyway you've gone like no not too close to my mum not working class don't have too close of a relationship with my parents i can speak to girls i have spoken to girls i've kissed girls before and then then they've painted you out as yeah britain's britain's most lovelorn computer nerd (laughs) but this is is i I can talk to girls and i don't play video games it's not the video games the reasons why i haven't been on dates i've not to do with the video games stop talking about the video games i've not played video games in with six, anyway i've not played video games in six months it's not even unpacked it's still in the cupboard <laughs> i've not unpacked it from my move and i've not played them properly for since the start of uh, 2020 in lockdown yeah i'm not um, sure that that makes you britain's most lovelorn computer nerd, madness, you're not a computer nerd at all it's but it's 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 hilarious though and then there was another thing that she said what was the other thing because there were so many different little bits that it was clear she was trying to sort of create this picture and I'm trying to think there was asking me about my parents, asking me about, if, oh, asking me if I could drive. Because again, she was trying to see if I was able to drive and that would therefore make me more desirable to women if I had a car and these kind of things. It was really like sort of like surface level stuff. She asked me if I'd ever had a, uh, had a kiss or ever kissed somebody. Oh, this was it. She said, um, what was your parents' relationship like? Did, did Have your parents separated? So again, she's trying to see, are your parents separated? Therefore, you don't want to get in a relationship because your parent, you've seen your parents be separated. So again, yeah. like she's trying to get that sort of narrative. And I was like, no, my parents are in a really good relationship and they've been together for a very, very long time. And she could tell, you could tell that she was, she was getting a little bit annoyed because she was trying to find an angle and there just wasn't really one to be found. And I was <laughs> like, if anything, the reason why... I, probably not being quick to get into a relationship is because I've seen how strong my parents relationship is and even as a kid I was thinking long-term relationship even as a 10 year old I've said it before Mm. I think on the podcast even as a 10 year old I was thinking about long-term relationship and that was a as a result of seeing my parents have such a strong relationship I think anyway maybe I'm wrong and she was like so you think your parents relationship being so strong is the reason why you've not been in a relationship like that. And so she was basically trying to poke holes in it. And it, it was a weird, yeah, it, it was a shame because the the phone call afterwards wasn't as good as the date. The date went really nice. And then there was a bit more sort of probing questions we didn't really like. Um, but I don't, I don't think I'll end up reading the article anyway, to be honest. It, it doesn't really matter. As long as I get paid, that's fine. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you that's... get paid, it makes for a good video. That's all that matters. You, you do kind of feel sorry for the people that, read articles like that in because it's not behind a paywall it's a featured article behind a paywall (laughs) subscriber only article like what i don't i can't understand these people that that read this kind of uh stuff in their spare time even more so now like knowing the the processes behind it and the way that that certain misrepresentations could take place i would say but you've got more dates coming up are we allowed to talk about yeah so there's a There's a few things uh, coming up. Obviously, I've been contacted by 
quite a few people from around the world. Um, lots of Brazilian women, lots of women from the Philippines, Vietnam, um, you know, all, all sorts of women from a, a, ages and ages away, basically. And uh, I've also been contacted from people from the UK, obviously, as well. And I've got like three or four people I'm sort of fairly certain I'll be able to go on a date with at some point this week. But I'm going to go on a date with one of them, um, at least on camera anyway. Maybe I might go on a date with one or two off camera. But obviously, I'm trying. It's, it's difficult because I'm trying to construct a, a video here myself. I'm trying to construct mm-hmm. a story here in myself. So I can sort of relate to the, the person writing the article in a sense. And so it's it's got to be uh, authentic and real enough as the date for it to actually feel like a date but then sort of entertaining and interesting enough for it to be a YouTube video as well. Because that's sort of the end of the story is that we're going to go on this date and it's going to be happily ever after or whatever. And you've got to try and, you've got to try and first of all, pick the right person. And then to be honest with you, I'm just going to pick somebody who's seen my videos before because like a few people have reached out who've watched my videos and therefore that's just going to be so much easier. They get it already. I don't have to explain things. They get what the end product is going to be out of this because I think if I'd have been, driving past the billboard and then sent you an email, but not knowing who you were, it would be like a baptism of fire being on a day, but being like the end products of this is going to end up on my YouTube channel. Because these people that are emailing you probably don't even know that you've got a YouTube channel at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, they've just seen the billboard. So it makes it makes sense. Yeah, so I've been getting a lot of people messaging and emailing that, like like you say, I've just seen it on their sort of Brazilian newspaper, Philippines newspaper, um, Lad Bible, and have gone, let's ask this guy out. Because obviously these articles aren't making it clear that I'm a YouTuber necessarily. They might be a content creator uh, and have got some new subscribers off the back of it, obviously from people searching or whatever. Um, But they're not explicitly saying he's doing this to make a YouTube video. So not everyone's really in the loop, which is why I want to, I I think I'm just going to pick from the three or four girls that have, shown an interest that I've seen my videos before. They already know me. They, they're going to sort of get it, basically. They're going to get yeah. what I'm after, I think. Um, but yeah, that'll hopefully be sometime in the next week and just arranging at the moment. Um, so I've got the dates, and then I've got um, Steph's packed lunch on Friday at some point, I think maybe 10 or 11 o'clock on Channel 4, which hopefully doesn't fall through. I mean, they seem pretty right. keen to get me on, and I think we're going to have a call on Monday to, to sort it out. But it is going to be an interesting next week. And then it's Sunday, nice. the video is going to be up next Sunday. That'll be your um, debut on national television live as well. Yes. That should be good fun, shouldn't it? Because she seems, I didn't really know of her before this whole blew up, and then you were like, oh, I might be going on this show. So I watched it, and she just seems like a giggle. It seems like easygoing, fluffy TV again. She seems she was She was one of the BBC breakfast um, presenters a few years back. Oh, really? Yes, she we moved, always watched yeah. I watched Good Morning Britain. Ah, right, okay. with, with Piers, Piers Morgan. Yeah, she was she was on like the fill-in sort of BBC breakfast host that they'd have when the sort of main ones weren't on, and then she left and, and did this show. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be interesting. She seems nice enough. Like I think I can have a bit of a laugh with her. I'm obviously not going to take it that seriously. It'll just be like the date all over again, really. Have a bit of a laugh, do a few sort of um, self-deprecating jokes, um, you know, do do a few sort of jokes in general, and then sort of go after five or ten minutes, probably. <laughs> not and get paid off. for it as well, and get paid for well, it. Well, yeah, I don't, this is the thing. I've got no idea because obviously I'm not doing this for money. Um, yeah. So I've got no idea about the finances behind any of this and how much money is being made from me or from this or whatever. I don't know if that's going to be 15 quid or 500 quid, 1,000. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I've got no idea when I'll find out. And nor do I know if I'm being paid or how much I'm being paid for Steph's um, pat lunch. I don't know how much the agency is taking from that. I really don't know, and nor do I really care. No, no. I think the main thing out of this, you've got enough content for a video. 
I think like a, the video will do pretty well off the back of this because it's possibly a, so far it's been a, a success, hasn't it? In every mm-hmm. sense of the word, that's what you kind of came into this for, isn't it? It's not about the the money. The money is a nice kind of uh, side effect of that, though. We wouldn't say no to a bit of money, but you know. Yeah, particularly when I've got I've got overheads now. I've moved out. I mean, I do have yeah. things to pay for. This this video hasn't cost a lot for me personally, so that's not so bad. Like I've not really spent that much. But, you know, it'd be nice to bring in some money, at least, to be able to cover the expenses that I've been spending on the channel for a long, long time now. Um, so it would be nice to do that. But obviously, this isn't a priority. It's not like a, a, the most important thing here. Um, but I, I am interested to see what that side of things looks like once the dust has settled. Because they're also, the agency want to interview me after the date as well. So I think there wow. may well be another round of <laughs> news stories that may, may go out. If if the press are interested, uh, that might not yeah. they might not be that interested by that point. But there could be another set of of news stories afterwards. There's, the circus kind of rumbles on in a way, which is uh, which is very fun. I think it must be fun to be involved in for now. But then, like you say, after the dust has settled, it'd be interesting to see if there's a boost for the channel in the long run, like mm-hmm. off the back of this as well. This kind of exposure, because that's ultimately what you want out of the video, isn't it? You want exposure eyeballs on the videos subscribers in the long term so be interesting to see yeah and this is the thing i'm sort of i i personally don't think this is going to be a breakthrough video in my opinion Mm -hmm. there's definitely been like a breakthrough moment in terms of like mainstream exposure kind of thing Mm -hmm. but in terms of the youtube video i think a thousand views will be a success to be honest with you i'm not expecting tens of thousands hundreds of thousands i think a thousand would be a success because this isn't something that is it's not like I'm getting all the views from Daily Mail. You know, this this yeah. is going to be back to organic. Obviously, there's this interest now from social media, so people will be waiting for when this video drops. Yeah, and so I will hopefully get a decent chunk of my audience watching yeah. it because they've had the build up of the hype. But I I don't anticipate that this is going to fly unless I edit the video really well and the thumbnail's perfect uh, and, and I mean the YouTube algorithm you know picks up. It it is tough, isn't it? Because there's no direct connection between the article and your youtube channel it's not as if in the article they're saying just ed official or whatever, mm-hmm. you know on twitter you know so there's no reference even to the youtube channel explicitly anyway so people would really need to go out of their way to find the youtube channel off the back of these articles even though exactly. millions of eyeballs have probably been on these these articles it would be difficult when it to shoehorn in like by the way because then if you say by the way i've got a youtube channel people kind of see through the whole idea of what you're doing this for like it's funny if people are looking at this and going god he must be desperate let's get him mm-hmm. on he might be a laugh which is exactly what happened with the date and that's exactly yeah. why the journalist was trying to take the angle that she that she took but if if that story would landed on their desks and they're kind of like he's never been on a date but he's got a youtube channel he's taking out a billboard they're gonna be like well he's doing this for publicity there's not really an angle to go at here. And also people that don't go on dates live in their mum's basements or, you know, whatever, however they try to portray you don't have YouTube channels, do they? And maybe they'd they'd take one look at your YouTube channel and go, well, he's not an incel or he's not mm-hmm. somebody that's too close to his mum. He's too timid one to of those and, talk, and talk, to, uh, talk to women when you've got like Vox popping videos on your, your channel where you're uh, in Leeds giving out chocolates or whatever to be yeah. dealing with people in a, you know, in a nuanced kind of manner. So it will be it will be interesting to see how that goes, how that goes down. Because like I say, it's not even really my demographic. Like Daily Mail is not, Daily Mail no. readers are not going to be long-term viewers. So I don't want them really anyway. Yeah. Um, so I, I am just really trying to expand it, maybe through Twitter, that kind of thing, when the video drops. 
and uh, doing it like that, I think, is or, or just through the YouTube algorithm. Um, but it's going to be a difficult one to, you know, really push. But I, I hope it does. You know, a thousand views I'll be happy with, um, mm-hmm. which wouldn't even be my most viewed video on the channel. So uh, I really have quite low expectations in terms of that. Um, but that video, this video wasn't really about that. Like it was more no. about sort of just doing a big video and getting it right. And if I can do 10 of these, 15, 20 of these, one of the eventually the channel is going to build and build and build like this is yeah. it's not a case of just getting one big video and then that's it like it, it takes time to build something and so i'm not resting every, all my expectations on this at all yeah and also there is an art isn't there to crafting to doing a big i'd say it's a big project and in arranging a big project like this there is an art to telling that as you probably realize through the video in the editing process. And I think, you know, Max Fosh is amazing for it when he gets these big ludicrous projects mm-hmm. and he tells a story right from its inception with him ringing around people, setting up, trying to set up this idea or whatever, tells a story right from that moment to the moment that it's ended up on the news. You know, I'm thinking yeah. about the, was it the Gatwick airport kind of stunt that he did? I think it was it Gatwick. Mm-hmm. And they put yeah. welcome to Luton out there, wasn't it? I think something like that. But he tells a story right from the initial kind of moments of him setting it up right to the end where he's on the bbc news or whatever and it keeps you hooked doesn't it so yeah i, I think i, I speak think... for us all when i say we look forward to seeing this kind of the end product no pressure obviously. yeah i know this is the thing is <laughs> it's definitely the most difficult video i've ever edited before and i'm really pleased how it's going so far but i'm definitely uh i know having seen max's videos i think he's probably the best storyteller on, on youtube that i've seen certainly in yeah. the uk and i am trying to harness some of that understanding and trying to see how he does it in order to apply it to my own uh videos because he does do it so well and that's the bit that's the missing piece that i've not got right yet is the storytelling and if i can get that right because the concept is brilliant there's no yeah. doubt about that not to blow smoke my ass here but the concept yeah, yeah. is really good it's really it strong i think the thumbnail is going to be really strong I just got to get the storytelling bit right. I know, yeah. I know what the title is going to be. Title will be fine as well. There is an art in a in a ten minute video to setting up what your idea is and how much effort you've had to put in to get it, you know, off the ground. Summing up in ten minutes, getting it from that moment to the moment of impact, and summing up had just how much impact this has had, and who's seeing this, who's tweeting about it, what news organisations have been in touch, and things like that. There is a definite art to summing all that up in 10 minutes from Mm -hmm. the idea that you have in your head to the big news story at the end all in 10 minutes that's quite demanding and this one really just snowball as well because you've got to bear in mind i'm going into this thinking let's try and get this into like a leeds newspaper maybe like that as a stretch like even i've even got like down here because i've planned out how i want the story to look before everything blew up I've got down here like a really small part where I'm like, maybe try and get this in the media kind of thing. Like that's, <laughs> that took like a really small part of, of the original idea. Yeah. And so this was never really supposed to be part of the video. And so now I've got this, you've seen the video, me going from let's try and get this into a local paper to, okay, we're going to be on national TV now. <laughs> and so it gets it gets pretty mad and it's it's gonna be a really interesting story to uh, to show yeah um but i think we'll wrap we'll wrap things up here we've spoken a lot about it we'll we'll get on to our usual stuff uh next week and beyond as episode 50 which is incredible we've made it to 50 episodes thank you all so much for your support over that time we'll be back very shortly for the next one cheers everyone see you later